Phoenix Sports Podcast. You know me, it's your girl. I'm Michaela Perkins. I'm so stoked to be here. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to you all in the chat. Elizabeth, DJ, Chris, Charles, Daniel, it's the fam. Happy Friday, everybody. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I know you guys might be wondering, what is happening right now? (laughs) Well, um, TPSP is looking a little different these days because as you all have known, Sean has moved on to greener pastures. And um, I was not feeling great last week, so thank you, Espo and Bo, for holding it down for me. But uh, I'm going to try to go solo. I uh, have always looked up to a lot of women in this industry, and there's a few like Kay Adams who do their own thing. So you know what? I'm not saying I'm the next Kay Adams by any stretch of the imagination. Don't come for me. But I have a lot to say. You know, I can talk a lot. (laughs) I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or not. The audacity of you to say you're going solo as I sit behind the computer. Okay, I'm not entirely solo. This is true. Thank you, Jacob, for holding me accountable. My producer, Jacob, is behind the back. And, uh, you know, we love Father Overlord Jacob. He's uh, he's going to bring the realness, and I'm just going to talk your ear off. So <laughs> strap in, everybody. I'm so stoked to be here. I've got so much to say. Um, I'm smiling, but this podcast is going to be kind of sad. So we're going to get all the good energy started and out of the way, and then we're going to get really... Um, really into it because I just want to know what has Arizona done to the state of Texas I feel personally victimized raise your hand if you feel personally victimized by the state of Texas Faj is raising his hand too I don't know what we did to piss Texas off so bad but they have come for our absolute throats for the past like two and a half years and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of watching the teams that I love just get shit on by teams from Texas. So I need, I think we need a little bit of a therapy session. You know, we need to talk through this. We need to break down the World Series. We need to break down losing two in a row to the Spurs. Hell, we can even take it back to the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, we're going all the way back. We're dragging Texas through the mud because I'm sick of it. I just want to know what Arizona did to Texas. But before we did, before we get into all of that, if you haven't signed up to be a diehard yet, you have to do it right now. Right now, you have to become a diehard, become a part of the family. We've got so much exciting stuff coming up, and the best way to be a part of it is if you are a part of the PHNX family. Head on over to gophnx.com and become a diehard today. There's a ton of great benefits. You get discounts on merch, access to our our members-only Discord, which we're all talking in. You get discounts on events, which, by the way... We have a super fun event coming up on November 15th. We're doing a Phoenix Suns takeover. We will be going to the Suns game on November 15th. We're also going to be doing a pregame meetup at the Desmond. So go get your tickets. You can get tickets by going to the Suns Twitter, PHNX underscore Suns Twitter. You can go to our events tab on our website. Just go grab your tickets. We're going to have a great time. Hang out with us. Also want to give a quick shout out to Burrito Express. They brought in burritos to the office this week and Boy, did I need it. Um, I There's literally no better burrito place in the Valley. I will put my life on that. And I will also say that if you are going to get a burrito from Burrito Express, you need to at least have four salsas. And they always bring me enough salsas as long as nobody else in the office complains about how many salsas I eat. Because <laughs> we all know they like to talk crap about how much salsa. How many salsas. was it this week? Five, but it's fine. For one burrito? Yes. Eh, We're pushing pushing a little bit there. It's okay. It's fine. We need salsas on a burrito. Um, So thank you to Burrito Express for bringing those in. They were absolutely delicious. No better place to get your burritos. They've got multiple locations in the valley. 
definitely check out the Tempe location if you're in there. Thank you so much, Burrito Express. You can grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. <sighs> All right, you guys. I need to talk about I need to talk about some things. I need to get some stuff off my chest because in case you've been living under a rock, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, they lost. (laughs) They lost the World Series. The Cinderella run has come to an end. After defying all the odds and exceeding all the expectations, the Diamondbacks season is over. They lost game five to the Texas Rangers. And uh, we got the uh, displeasure of watching the Texas Rangers celebrate their first ever World Series title on our home field, which I mean, I guess, congratulations. (laughs) Um, I guess it's nice that they finally won their first one. Couldn't be us because we won ours for the fastest expansion team to win a uh, championship. But it was tough watching that. I'm not going to lie. It didn't feel good watching a team celebrate on your home field. That also added an element to it that did not feel great. And it was just emotional because, you know, the Diamondbacks, they defied every odd. They exceeded everybody's expectations. Nobody had them making it this far ever. Like coming into the season, I think I had them winning like 78, like 80 games and finishing. That's still the over. I know, but I didn't think that they were going to make it to the World Series, Jacob. Like... I definitely thought that they were going to do better than the season prior, but I didn't think they were going to make it to the playoffs. I was blown away by what these Diamondbacks accomplished. And I think that kind of also makes the loss a little bit hurt a little bit more because like, why not us? We made it this far. Like we didn't make it this far to only come this far, you know, it sucked. It sucked to watch. um, But you know, it, It is what it is. It happened. I also just want to give a quick shout out, side note, to the security guards that were locking down the pool at Chase Field. The pool had more security than the White House on January 6th. They were not letting the Rangers get anywhere near that pool. I can't believe you just said that. To the security team at Chase Field, because if I had to watch the Rangers get in that pool, I was going to lose my mind. I would run out onto that field and body slam the Rangers before I let them get into that fucking pool. So thank you, Chase Field security team, for not letting them get in the freaking pool. If I had to watch them win on our home field, at least I didn't have to watch them get in the freaking pool that would have made it so much worse um but listen i mean coming into this matchup and we can look at it at the numbers for game four for the series against the rangers it was going to be a tough matchup like i don't think anybody was was counting out the rangers statistically on paper the rangers exceeded in the the categories that the diamondbacks really struggled in um and you just you looked at it and, you know, the things that the Diamondbacks weren't great in the the Rangers really, really exceeded in. Um, you can see despite the Diamondbacks out hitting them, the Rangers outscored them. They played the long ball better, you know, eight home runs to three home runs. The starting pitching ERA, the Diamondbacks had a better starting pitching ERA. Um, I think obviously you see. With the relief pitching ERA, the Rangers posting a 4-8-4 and the Diamondbacks in the fives. That kind of made a difference as well. So, I mean, even pretty, even though the numbers are pretty even, um, the Rangers just found ways to win that the Diamondbacks could not. And like I said, when we came into this matchup, I was worried about this, you guys. I'm not going to lie. Like, I did not think this was going to be an easy series by any stretch of the imagination. The Rangers did not lose a single game on the road. 
in the playoffs. That is wild. Like that is insane for a team to not lose on the road. Like they were road warriors. And I kind of had a bad feeling after the Diamondbacks lost game one, because I knew going into the series, if the Diamondbacks were going to have a chance to win, they were going to have to beat the Rangers at home. And I really would have felt a lot better if the Diamondbacks had won two in Texas. They obviously lost in a heartbreaking fashion in extra innings, but I really had a not great feeling after that. Um, and it didn't work well for the Diamondbacks. Um, not having a fourth starter really hurt this team. And, um, you know, hindsight being 2020, obviously, Mike Hazen even said this too. You know, they probably should have gotten another starting pitcher before the trade deadline. It, it showed. It showed, um, you know, only really having two true starters on this team and then another rookie who was limited in how many innings he could go. It just, it, it caught up to the Diamondbacks. And, um, you have to give them credit. You know, they, they did as best as they could with what they had. I think Tori Lovello outmanaged every manager he was up against except for the last one. Um, Tough to he, outmanage the GOAT, though. Yeah, Bruce I Boshi, mean... Bruce Bochy's one of the best of all time. Bruce Bochy just secured his fourth championship title. So what can you say? Bruce Bochy is Bruce Bochy. That's a titan of all titans to go up against. So... It was a tough series for sure, but I mean, you got to give credit to the Diamondbacks. They did what they could with what they had, and they really, I, they looked a little gassed towards the end of it. You could tell that they were giving it their all. They were fighting every at bat, every pitch. Um, it was a commendable effort for sure. Arizona opened the season at plus six hundred odds, plus six thousand odds, which is like a 1.6 percent probability of winning the National League, and they also opened the year at plus. 12,500, which is like 0.8% probability to win the World Series, according to our friends at BetMGM. 0.8% chance of making it to the World Series, and they did it. It wasn't pretty. There were a lot of ups and downs, even during the regular season and in the postseason, but they defied all odds. If you would have told me coming into the season, a team with a 0.8% probability would make it to the World Series, I would tell you you're insane, like actually insane. So it's really, it's cool to see what they accomplished. And, you know, it's emotional. Like we haven't seen the Diamondbacks make it this far in a really long time. The last time they won the championship was in 2001. I think I was six years old, six. I don't know how to do math. Yeah, I think that's right, six. It's been a minute since we've seen the Diamondbacks be this successful. And we were all so emotionally invested in this team. Like there were so many things to cheer for, so many personalities on this team, so many good people. And it just, it sucks that they fell short, but this team has such a bright future. And that's really what I want to focus on because, you know, they lost, we got to put it behind us. The Rangers got their first World Series title. Shout out to them, whatever. But the future of this team is so, so, so bright. And I hope that people understand that. And I know that it's like easy to get down and upset when you watch the team that you love lose on the biggest platform and the biggest stage possible. <laughs> I'm making this sound really bad. Um, but the future is so bright. So let's talk about the future, okay? Let's let's bring the, the vibes up, the mood up. There's a lot to be like happy a... about. <laughs> I know, right? Like now we're in little, the future. <laughs> <laughs> little reset button. Um, listen. The Diamondbacks, they've got Corbin Carroll. And when you have Corbin Carroll, there's a lot that you can do with that. Corbin Carroll should be the National League Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. He was just voted the National League Rookie of the Year by the MLBPA. The players voted him as the National League Rookie of the Year. He should be the official one. Um, we need to take a look at these numbers because these numbers are insane. 
remember that Corbin Carroll is a rookie, okay? He led the Diamondbacks in hits, 161, runs with 116, batting average was 285, which led the team, slugging percentage was 506, which led the team, OPS was 868, which led the team, stolen bases 54. Like this kid was unfreaking believable like i could not tell you the last time i was this excited by a rookie maybe mike trout's rookie season but even then like this is unheard of for a rookie and um in case you were wondering we have him under contract until 2030 (laughs) with a team option in 2031 so corbin carroll is here to stay and we just got a glimpse of the greatness that is about to unfold it's going to be magical watching this kid play baseball. This was his first season. He got so much good experience in the postseason. Like this kid is going to rake for years to come. And we just have to sit back and enjoy. I think another good thing to point out from this series too: Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly dogs. Like the fact that we have two true starting pitchers that could contend for technically the ace title. Great position to be in. Zach Allen obviously struggled a little bit towards the end of the season and a little bit in the postseason. And Merrill Kelly was really like that lockdown pitcher that we needed, but still an amazing season overall from Zach Allen. He was in the Cy Young conversation for the first half of the season. He'll probably still finish like in the top five ish ish range for Cy Young voting. This was an awesome starting pitching duo that we can build around. And it's awesome that we have two guys that can kind of contend for that like ace position. And for the first time in maybe forever, I don't know, um, I didn't hate the Diamondbacks bullpen. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not me. If you, you would have told me that I would be sitting here saying the Diamondbacks bullpen was good, <laughs> I would have laughed at you. Because when was the last time the Diamondbacks had a good bullpen? Jacob, do you know? I wouldn't even consider 2017 really all that good of a bullpen. No. Because Fernando, the, the Fernando Rodney experience was oh my God. an experience, to say the least. Archie was unreal. Archie, I mean, like, <laughs> you're probably looking at when J.J. Putz was the closer. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, probably, you're probably going back. Far. 2013, 2014. Far. The fact that the bullpen didn't make me want to pull my hair out is a miracle accomplishment in itself. And like Zona Tucson 93 in the comments says... Ginkle rules. And I know he's saying that because Ginkle is a U of A grad. Ginkle freaking rules. Let's take a look at these numbers because, again, this is actually insane. Kevin Ginkle made 10 appearances in the postseason. He posted a zero ERA. He did not allow a single earned run to cross that freaking plate. Just and this unreal. was like, uh, are you shitting me? In 11 and two-thirds innings, he recorded 15 strikeouts and a zero ERA. I, like, I am mind-blown the fact that this kid was able to put up no earned runs in 10 appearances. It is outstanding. I cannot say enough good things about Ginkle being an absolute dog. I think um, another honorable mention, Seawald, is going to be the closer for this team. Um, I think it was... Tori, it was Tori or Hazen who said it in his conference. He was like, breaking news, Seawall is going to be our closer next year because he always, like the media always asks during spring training, like, have you named a closer yet? Have you named a closer yet? And Tori was like, we have a closer, everybody. No need to ask me this year. It's covered. So it's great to see that we actually have a closer, a true closer. Got to set up Manning Ginkle. Like the pieces of this team are in place and they're ready to roll. And their championship window really wasn't supposed to open until 
really next season and then especially in 2025. 2025 was the year for the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks made 2023 their year. They got so much good experience under their belts. They got to shine on the biggest stage and get the Diamondbacks, put every put the league on notice, put everybody on notice. And, you know, there was a bunch of talk about how the ratings of the World Series were low and they're two small market teams. And blah, 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 blah. Literally shove your ratings where the sun don't shine. OK, like I don't want to hear about ratings. Like it was so refreshing to see two teams, one who had never won a World Series before, one who hadn't been there or hadn't won a World Series since 2001. Competing in a World Series. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the Dodgers being there. I'm tired of the Astros being there. Speaking of a Texas team, I swear to God, I never, ever want to see the Astros in a World Series ever again. I maxed out. I'm good. At least until you know who to you know who's um, retired. I just, I'm so happy for the Diamondbacks. And I know that it's hard. The moral victory thing, it's not my favorite. I get it. Moral victories are my least favorite victories. All the emotions around this team are valid and fair. I don't want to take that away from anyone. Um, but it was really cool. It was really cool to see the Diamondbacks make it this far when no one expected them to. And I just, I have such a good feeling that this is just the beginning for this team. I, I'm so convinced that this was what they needed to get the experience. I mean, half the team is under 25, for God's sakes. They're younger than me, which makes me feel really old. And I'm only 20. Are we starting to get to that age, Mac? Where like, I was like, when I was in college, I was like, um, no, I'm the same age as these guys. And yeah. now I'm like, wait, no, these kids, they're kids. Like, it hurts my heart to think that these kids are in a World Series and they're younger than me. Like, what if, it makes me question everything. Like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> These kids are playing the World Series and I'm just here like, I don't know. Um, so the future is really bright. And one person that I also really want to make sure gets a lot of credit and gets a lot of shine on this podcast, because I have I swear to God, you can pull any receipt that you can possibly find of me speaking in front of a microphone or tweeting. And I have been the biggest Tori Lovello stan on the planet. Never once have I said the Diamondbacks should fire him. Never once have I questioned if he should be the manager of this team. I have been on the Tory train since the beginning. He is the manager for this team. I know sometimes there are some decisions he makes that we question. Sometimes they work out in his favor and other times they really don't. But overall, there is no better person to manage this team than Tori mother effing Lovello. I swear to you, he knows how this team works. He is great with talent development. You've seen how he's been able to work with this young team and get them to a World Series. If he is not the National League Manager of the Year, I will jump out this window. <laughs> Like, I swear, you guys, he is Please incredible. Like, he needs to be recognized because I think, you know, he took it on his chin and I have the video of him that we're about to play and it's going to make me cry because I hate watching other people cry. But don't get it twisted that this is Tori Lovello's team and he deserves so much credit for what he was able to do with this roster. And I don't want that to get lost on us because he took this loss pretty hard. And here's the video. <laughs> I felt that I've been feeling that for the past month, maybe even the last couple of weeks of the regular season, that this this fan base was behind us and they were they were ready to go at every turn to to, um, to root us on, cheer us on, and allow something good to happen. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry I didn't do my job to get us there. Um, but I will. We all will. And um, we know they're out there. We love them. 
They can say what they want to us and the good times and the bad, but we know what they're what they want. They want a world championship as badly as we do. We all bleed Sedona red. You guys, that's so hard for me to watch without crying. I'm trying to not. I hate watching other people cry. It makes me emotional. Um, you can't watch that video and look me in the face and tell me that Tori Lovello doesn't care about this team. I love the accountability he showed. That clip went viral in every corner of the internet and every fan base under the sun was commenting on that video. Huh, it would be nice if my manager of X, Y, and Z team took this kind of accountability. Like, this is what we want to see. The passion that he has for his team, the love and the care, like, he really is like dad. He's like a dad. Like, <laughs> Toy Lomelo is major dad energy and he cares. He is so invested like I don't know what else you could want from a manager and so I will forever and always be on the Tory train until the wheels fall off and I think everyone else should be too because I saw him getting a lot of flack for some of the pitching decisions that he went with in game four and I get it like that game four was tough to watch I'm not lying like watching the D-backs go down 10 runs sucked um but Tori Lovello is the manager that this team needs and he should get an extension which we will talk about in a second um but the World Series is over. Diamondbacks run has come to a close. And I know that it sucks watching them lose. But you guys, there's so, so, so much good things to look forward to. So don't get down and out on these D-backs. I need you all to show up next season and still support them. They did the absolute best that they could and they did not give up. And that's really all you can ask for. I know we're not a fan of moral victories, but we're going to take one today, okay? Before we get into how the Diamondbacks can build around this young core that they've got, I might need to uh, put some sunglasses on because the Diamondbacks future is so bright. It's blinding my eyes. So shout out to Shady Rays because I'm going to need some sunglasses talking about the future of the Diamondbacks. They are incredible sunglasses. I have two pairs. I actually was a fan of Shady Rays before they became a sponsor. I brought my brother a pair because they have the awesome polarized polarized sunglasses that pilots need and my brother is an airline pilot so I gifted my brother a pair of Shady Rays even before they were a sponsor but I can testify that they are the best sunglasses out there they are built to last premium Polaroid shade polarized shades why can I not say that word polarized it's not that difficult <laughs> get it together <laughs> they are an independent sunglasses company with a world-class product shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked they have your back long after your purchase you can shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Kirland commons a full stop shop for all things shady rays if you don't love your new shade Rays exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid 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 sunglasses. I don't know why that word is so hard for me. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Shout out to Shady Rays. Go pick up your sunglasses. You're going to need them because the future of the Diamondbacks is so freaking bright. They have an amazing core to build around that are all under the age of 25. Oh, my God. Um, which is absolutely insane to think about. But listen, the team is not complete. There are some moves that still need to be made. And if I'm going to be talking about moves that need to be made, we're going to break it down really fast. Um, first and foremost, Tori Lovello needs a contract extension. Um, he signed one earlier this year that extends him through June of 2024. I don't care 
how much he's asking for, give it to him. This is the manager that will lead this team to a World Series. Mark my words. The Diamondbacks need Tori Lovello to win a World Series. So um, there was a little bit-ish. Um, John Gambador of 98.7 had a little bit of an insider that they are going to start working on Tori Lovello's extension at the beginning of next week. Um, so they are aware that Tori is going to want an extension and deserves an extension. So as long as they can lock up Tori Lovello, I think that is something that they need to get done right away um i think they also definitely need to extend merrill kelly who is um under contract until 2024 with a team option in 25 and then zach gallon is set to be an unrestricted free agent in 2026 merrill kelly zach gallon and brandon fought are technically all under contract for next year and 2025 so that gives them two years of their three solid starting pitchers um, if you include merrill kelly's team option but I think both Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly have done enough to earn a larger contract extension. Like I genuinely don't know what else Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly could have done this year to prove that they should be Diamondbacks for longer than what their current contracts say. Even in the little bit of a slump that Zach Gallen had, he was still pitching better than <laughs> two other pitchers were on the roster. So <laughs> um, I think it's time to give not a not a high bar. Yeah, the, the bar was low. The bar was, the very, bar was definitely on the floor. <laughs> but wouldn't you agree with me though that Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly have done enough to earn Correct. contract extensions? Correct. Yeah. The only thing that makes me hesitate with Merrill is probably just his age. Yes, he is a little bit he's older. Thirty-five years old. You still have him under contract for two more years. You want him until he's forty, especially especially with especially with some kids. Like it, it you know the age I mean? thing like definitely it, is scary. It, it, it does give me a little bit of a hesitation on that front. I think Zach deserves yes everything and more. Yeah, and I and I will go on record during the playoffs. I was like, well, maybe maybe this is like a good thing that this is happening because. Maybe he's really not worth what we want to pay him. No, he's worth it. Yeah, yeah he's six, absolutely six worth it. Six no hit in, in, innings in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, he's worth it. He's worth it for sure. I understand the age thing with Merrill Kelly, but he's still that age, and he is sometimes out pitching Zach Allen. So I can understand maybe wanting to hold off and seeing you know what next year brings since he's still technically under contract. But this team doesn't have a lot of starting pitching options. So if you got two that you know you can rely on, I think you should do what you can. Um, but I can definitely understand wanting to hold off on Merrill Kelly just because of the age thing. They need to get more starting pitching this free agency. Like uh, one for sure starting pitcher needs to come here, but two ideally would be amazing. And there are a lot of options out there in free agency. We've got Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery, Clayton Kershaw. No. Okay. No. Just had surgery today. Oh, great. Okay. He's, so, out, he's out until like June or July. We're, not, so, we're yeah. just going to, we're going to go ahead and squash the Clayton Kershaw to Diamondbacks rumors right now, because I swear to God, if the Diamondbacks bring another pitcher from California, who's old and past his prime, I might, <laughs> I might lose it. I might lose it. So we're not going to do that. Okay. We're not even going to go down that road. Um, what but, if I told you Mad Bum is younger than Merrill Kelly? That would make the fact that he's making $18 million and not even on the roster hurt even that much more. Um, so that sucks. I hate hearing that. Thank you, Jacob, for <laughs> ruining my day. Just doing my job. Great. Um, but there are a lot of great starting pitching options out there, and they definitely need to get one here, if not two, honestly. like They need to focus on getting starting pitching, and that needs to be priority number one after locking up Tori Lovello on a contract extension. After that, they've got to figure out third base. Third base was statistically the weakest spot for the D-backs with a minus 1.9 war this year. 
well, we can have our third base combining for a negative 1.9 war. Mm, that's not going to work. So they need to go out and they need to find a third baseman. The market's a little thin. I'm not going to lie. The market for third baseman is a little scary. A little scary bit hours. Um, Evan Longoria is a free agent. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. He is old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Evan Longoria. You're old. <laughs> So I don't know if the Diamondbacks are going to want to go down that path again. Um, defensively, he's shown he was a little inconsistent offensively. When it comes to the third baseman market, I don't really know what they're going to do. Um, right now, the only attractive option to me is Jaime Condelario. But again, defensively, Condelario is not that great. He is a power hitter for sure. Um, he is probably one of the top hitters that are going to be available free agent wise, but defensively not my favorite. Jacob, do you have any thoughts? How do you feel about Matt Chapman? I just, oh, I no. just need to know. Oh no. Cause you're going to get elite defense. Oh no. Quite possibly the best defensive, one of the best defensive third baseman in baseball and somebody who will knock the cover off the baseball from time to time. Oh, Sometimes he looks like the best hitter in baseball. Other times he looks like the worst hitter. In baseball. Oh, the inconsistency there scares me. Um, I'm not going to lie. Certainly an upgrade over what you currently have. Sure, injury prone. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm making a little no, nervous. There's just nothing available. I know the so third like, baseman market. Your other sucks. options are moving uh, Lawler to third, having yes. Fidelmo start at short and Cattell at second. Jacob, it's like you read my mind. Uh, <laughs> that was going to be my other thing is because the third baseman market is not great. There is going to be coming a time where you have to start Geraldo Perdomo and Jordan Lawler at the same time. Um, I think you can probably slot Geraldo Perdomo over to third and have Lawler play short and Cattell second. I don't hate that. Um, I obviously don't know how long it's going to take for Jordan Lawler to have enough consistency to be on the major league roster. Um, so I'm a little worried about that. It's going to be interesting what they're going to try to do at third base because the market is not looking great. So that'll be a big question mark, but it is something they need to address. Like, like whatever they're doing now is not going to continue to be an option. You could make a trade. You could make a trade, which would be interesting. Um, they do have pieces to work with because Mike Hazen has done a phenomenal job of stocking up this farm system to be an attractive one to make deals with. But I'm a little scared about third base. I'm not going to lie. I wish there were some better options out there. But um, I trust my Kazen to do what my Kazen does best. And that is to find diamonds in the rough and make them World Series contenders. The other thing the Diamondbacks need to address, they need to find some big right-hand bats. Um, they have a lot of lefties. They have a lot of left-handed batters in their lineup. And that came to bite them a couple times in the postseason. There are three Diamondbacks batters who are righties that are hitting the free agent market. We've got Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Tommy Pham, and Edvin Longoria, who are all free agents. If you ask me, I would prefer to keep Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, however, and I want to know what you think, Jacob, one interesting candidate just came online because he declined his uh, option with the Marlins. Jorge Soler. I would not hate it. I would not hate that. <laughs> I do not mind somebody who hits 250, but also hits 37 homers. Because yeah. this team desperately needs yeah. some pop. Uh, Jorge Soler is a right fielder. So if we don't come back with Gurriel, he can play right field. He's also a DH, so he could slot into the DH position. And the dude mashes the baseball. He'll hit the cover off a of baseball for sure. So um, 
Jorge Soler, possibly. I don't know. Come on down. Come on down. You, you are an Arizona Diamondback. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Look, you guys, Mike Hazen signed in a contract in this uh, a contract extension in this season, and it was well earned. I was scared for my life that he was going to pick up and go to be the front office uh, general manager of the Boston Red Sox because that is where his family is from. He has a lot of ties to that front office. Um, I was bricking it. I'm not going to lie. I was scared. So when he did sign that contract extension, I was stoked. Mike Hazen is a genius. And same thing with Tori Lovello. You can go back and pull all the receipts you want of me in front of a microphone or on Twitter. I've been the Mike Hazen stan of the lifetime. Like if Mike Hazen has a thousand fans, I'm one of them. If he has 10 fans, I'm one of them. If he has no fans, I'm dead. Like (laughs) I am Mike Hazen's biggest fan. Like he is the brains behind this operation. And I have full faith in his ability to put together a roster that will not only contend year after year in the postseason, but also win a World Series title. So whatever happens, I know that they're going to be aggressive because in his post season press conference, Mike Hazen said there were a lot of regrets that he had um, a, a few that had to do with the trade deadline. Um, I think that he is aware that this team is going to be competitive and they just need to make a couple adjustments to really take them over the edge. Whether or not Ken Kendrick, the owner, will (laughs) free up the money to do some of these things, that remains to be seen. But even if there isn't an abundance of cash flow, I know Mike Hazen will make whatever he has given work, as we've seen him do in the past, as long as he doesn't get any more old-ass pitchers from California. (laughs) I'm going to be fine. How do you feel about (laughs) Yoshinobu Yamamoto? that would be interesting. I don't think he's coming here, but... I also uh, don't think he's coming here. Ken Kendrick did say yesterday in an interview, he said, the economic windfall of these playoffs did not put us in a bad position to substantially invest into this organization. Can we talk about that, though? Like, can we, like, speak English? Economic windfall? What? Can you just say what you mean to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, am I there's dumb? There's a reason he's almost a billionaire. Like, what economic windfall. What does that mean? <laughs> I think it just means the trickle-down effect. Okay. Well, it would just be great if you were Ken Kendrick and you said, hey, guess what? Bank is open, baby. We're spending all the money we want to spend. Okay? That would be great, Ken Kendrick. If you could just Have go on air. Ken Kendrick? Does that seem like what he would say? <laughs> I'm Ken Kendrick and the bank is is open that's all i want from you i don't want to hear about economic windfalls that doesn't compute in this head of mine so listen as long as ken kendrick can just open up the money bags and let mike hazen do his thing i'm so convinced that this team is going to be so 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 good next year and i'm already excited for baseball and it's still 146 days away who's counting i am all right you're counting it. There's a lot to be excited there. about with the Diamondbacks, you guys. Get excited! I know that everyone's sad because we just lost, but it's going to be fine. I promise. Everything is fine. Um, it's going to be great. Okay. Before we talk about the Phoenix Suns, I might need to take an OGs because that oof, those two games against the Spurs were not fun to watch for two different reasons, but either way, it was not fun to watch either of those games. Um, Thankfully, our friends at OGs are here for us because they have a very exclusive deal for you PHNX listeners. They've made it super easy for you to score on these savings. You can get 25% off any OGs products at your neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th when you place an online order and use our code 
Just head to www.zenleafdispensaries.com, find your closest location, order your favorite OG's gummies. I highly recommend the Happy Balance or the Orange Creamsicle. Either are amazing. 10 out of 10. You can order them for pickup. You can enter the discount code PHNX at checkout. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it is only available for the online pickup orders. Discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. Go get your OD, OGs because... Um, Sons are giving you a lot of reason to want to be high, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> oh, the higher Phoenix Suns. Higher Victor Wembanyama is tall. Oh my God, Jacob, I love that. If you can get higher than seven foot four, man, you're living. It's gonna be nice. <laughs> Golly, the Phoenix Suns. Oh my God, where do I start? Okay. Um. Well, we can start with the fact that it was. Devin Booker's first game back since the season opener against Golden State. It was his first home game of the year. Um, he has been kind of been dealing with a high left ankle sprain. <sighs> it was great to see Devin Booker back in a Suns uniform at home at the game. Oh, boy. Uh, let's take a look at the numbers. It, it was a rough one. Um, I think... Phoenix forgot that they were playing a game for the first <laughs> couple minutes there. The San Antonio went on a 13-0 lead to start the game. Um, it was kind of not great. Um, they kind of, you know, put together a little bit of a comeback late, but it just wasn't enough. Um, the Spurs outshot the Suns. Um, they The Suns had so many turnovers. They had 14 turnovers to the Spurs' eight. Um, the, the free throw percentage, I'm like, my God. Like, can we shoot free throws? I don't know. Free points, hello. Um, <laughs> the Spurs shot 92% from free throws, and the Suns only shot 73%. It just, like, it was not great. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was a little messy. Despite being only one rebound shy, yeah, one rebound shy of a triple double, Devin Booker uh, finished the night with 31 points, 13 assists, and nine rebounds. It was great to see Devin Booker back out there. I think it definitely confirmed that this is Devin Booker's team. Like Devin Booker is that guy. He is a dog. I think he looked a little winded at times, but conditioning is an easy thing to fix. He'll be fine. Um, he can get back his conditioning. I know that it's hard to condition when you have an ankle sprain. I can't imagine wanting to run. I would be sitting on my couch for weeks on end. So, um, Devin Booker is a dog. You know who else is a dog? <laughs> a very tall, tall, tall man by the name of Victor Wembanyama. Um, my God, he finished the night with a career high 38 points. I am a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Mostly because I saw Wemby standing next to Katie, who, if you don't know, Katie is gigantic. Um, he's what? Six, nine. He's almost seven feet tall. Yeah. Katie's like six, 11. Six, yeah. yeah. And Wemby tall. is seven foot four. Um, this is horrifying. This is terrifying. Actually seeing that side by side makes me want to cry because who can guard that? I saw a tweet last night that said, just a reminder that this is the worst Victor Wembanyama will ever be ever in be, his career. Ever. Like, like, sir. And he's unguardable. I'm sorry. I mean, even Kevin Durant said it like there. It's hard to guard someone who is a head taller than you and who can literally just put the ball in the basket. Like, I don't. Will you replicate that for the people again? You just take the ball and put it in the basket. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to guard against that. Like, he's a head and a half taller than Kevin Durant. Like, 
it was terrifying watching that happen because the, the Suns just didn't have an answer for it. Like Kevin Durant did a great, as good as you could probably do against someone like Wemby. I, I just like, oh my God, <laughs> watching him play basketball. It was like, holy shit, <laughs> what is happening? Like, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be tough for teams to figure out and have an answer for Wemby. Um, unfortunately, the Suns found that out two straight games in a row. Um, it was, yeah, it was tough. And it's kind of horrifying. He looked significantly better in game two than he did in game one. It's like all of a sudden he was like, yeah. oh, shit, I just remembered how to play basketball. Yeah. Uh, game one against the Spurs was not great. Obviously, there was that little controversial call at the end there after the ball was stolen from KD, thanks to Keldon Johnson. Um, this, the Spurs erased a 20-point deficit, and they just they came back with a vengeance in game one. And they obviously had that last-minute victory, which also happened to be the same night as game five. Which brings me back to what the hell did we do to you, Texas? Seriously? You beat us in game five of the World Series and then the Spurs just have to be good all of a sudden and just like beat us at the last second of this game all on the same day? Like, I seriously want to know, Arizona, what did we do to you, Texas, to make you so mad at us? Like, I really would love an answer because it sucks. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was just a, it was a rough couple of stretches for the for the Suns. I am a little, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about this team. I'm not going to hit the panic button. I'm not panicking. I'm not hitting the panic button. So nobody come for me, but, um, Kevin Vogel, Frank Vogel, <laughs> Vogel. What is just Kevin happening? Durant. I just short circuited and combined Kevin Durant, the head coach. Frank Vogel was supposed to be a defensive coach. Okay. That's what we were sold as Suns fans. When they made the hire, the decision to move on to Monty and bring in, Vogel, we were like, okay, uh, sell us on this. And like, well, he's a great defensive coach. We can step up our defense. Um, this team really isn't a reflection of that right now. They are struggling mightily on defense. They got shredded at the three-point line um, by the Spurs. The Spurs came into the Tuesday's game shooting 31% from three. Um, they went seven for 12 from three in the third quarter alone uh on Tuesday. So good. that's not great. Um defensively this team is really struggling right now. They don't look great. Um you know who else doesn't look great? <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic. Um guys, we need to talk about this. We traded arguably a big piece for Yusuf Nurkic and um I'm scared <laughs> because he does not look good. Um, he's not a rim protector. We all knew this, but he has repeatedly, repeatedly been out of position on defense. He's been caught tripping. He's been caught slacking. They have gone at him at the dribble because they know that they can get by him. I don't know why. I, I It's scary. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. It's scary. I don't enjoy watching Mr. Nurkic play base, uh, basketball right now. And uh, that's not a great feeling to have when you traded a very... Uh, controversial person for him, but somebody that looked better. It's scary. It's scary, guys. I don't know how to feel about this. Um, one thing, though, that we can all know for sure is this is Devin Booker's team. Uh, despite the injury, he looked amazing last night. He got a slow start, but it was didn't matter. He came out with a vengeance. So I'm not hitting the panic button on the Suns. Um, obviously, we haven't seen the big three together yet. Bradley Beal is still out with some back spasms, but um, I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't think the team has really clicked yet. I haven't seen that chemistry yet. I haven't seen this be a team. Um, they just look a little lost out there. So I'm hoping that they can kind of work this out. I'm hoping... 
Beal getting added into the mix at some point will add some just steadiness that they need out there on the court. But I am underwhelmed by the Phoenix Suns so far, and that is not something that I thought I would be saying when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal on the same roster. So hopefully they can turn it around because I am underwhelmed. Um, But... Hey, you know what? They're the Phoenix Suns and we ride or die for our team. And that includes showing up and supporting them in person. And you can do so by heading over to Game Time and getting tickets to the Phoenix Suns by using the Game Time app. You guys, Game Time is the best ticketing app in the country for a reason. They have the best deals for last minute games. They have anything you want, games, concerts, tickets that you need. They've got it. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And you can go to a Phoenix Suns game for as cheap as $17. The Thunder are coming into town to take on the Suns next week. And you can get your butt in a seat for $17. Get your kids, get your wives, get your uncles and your grandmommies and go sit and watch the Phoenix Suns play basketball. Might as well. It's only $17 for a ticket. And the Thunder and Spurs is our game time game of the week. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Also want to give a shout out to our newest partner, Gila River. We are so excited to partner with Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. They are doing a huge $1 million Big Red Showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse, pa- Wild Horse Pass, Lone Butte, Viquiva, and Santan Mountain. You can sign up at the Big Red sh- for the Big Red Showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You can play fun free games online for a chance to win $1 million. There's weekly pickums, monthly drawings, all that good stuff. You got to get in on this. Visit com to get in on the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to playathila.com. You can also come out and hang out with us. We are doing our Cardinals home game watch parties from Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Um, so come hang out with us. We're going to be doing some fun stuff for Cardinals games. Um, we will be there not this week because it is a away game, but the week after that we will be back. So we will see you there. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I love just talking. So <laughs> I feel like I can talk a lot and I love talking to you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. There's going to be some exciting changes and some new things coming in the future shortly to the show. So stick with me. It's going to be a fun ride. I promise you. I will always bring the energy. I'll always bring the laughs. We've got some new exciting stuff on the way. Elizabeth, Daniel, Charles, Tyler, Chris, all the fam in the chat. You guys are the absolute best. Thank you for riding with with us. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe weekend. And as a reminder, we'll see you again next week at 1130, possibly 12. We'll figure it <laughs> we'll out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. <laughs> Bye.